Welcome to the All Things Overlanding podcast. My name is Fletch, and I'll be your host. Are you ready for some great overlanding content? Then let's get into it. Hey everybody, Fletch from All Things Overlanding here on today's episode of the podcast slash vlog, episode 5, season 2. Um, I'm going to be talking about a question that I get surprisingly frequently. Um, and that question is, you know, when you go overlanding, especially on longer trips, like four, five, six days, what do you do? What do you do the whole time, right? People are always curious. They're like, I, I, I don't even like camping. How can you do it for four or five days? So on this episode, I'm just going to talk about some of the typical things that I'll do on a trip, whether it's solo or with friends, um, kind of the daily driving portion of it, you know, a tr- longer trip to and from a destination, what that's like, what you, you know, what the benefit is of that. And then also kind of everything else. What else do you do when you're out on the trip? What else do you do when you're taking the trip, when you're driving? Um, and then why is that, in my opinion, like the most fun of the whole trip? So if you want to learn more about that, if you want to hear more about that, if you're newer to overlanding and you're just kind of like, I don't know how I could go on a four-day trip, this is the episode for you. So stay tuned. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. All right, guys, so welcome back. As I mentioned, on this episode of the podcast slash vlog, I'm going to be talking a little bit more about what exactly do I do when I go overlanding. Like, I think that my wife and my friends think that I drive into the woods and I just sit in a chair and drink a lot of beer. Which, I mean, let's be honest, sometimes that's it, right? Sometimes if I take like a one-day trip or something like that by myself, I may just get away and do that. I might watch a Netflix show on my phone if I have reception or I might read a book um, and I might drink six beers. And just have a great time and then fall asleep in my tent and wake up the next morning and pack up and go home. That happens sometimes. (laughs) But that is not the typical overlanding experience. So again, I kind of wanted to run you guys through a few different points on this episode to kind of give you like sort of the big chunks of time that it takes when you're you're taking a longer overlanding trip. And then kind of what the enjoyable bits of those parts are. Um, So let's start with the trip to and from your destination. And so kind of a specific example that I'll give of this is um, the West Virginia trip that I took a few months ago. Um, There were about four rigs that went, three actually went on the way out and one met up with us and then four of us carpooled back, caravaned back. Um, And so it was about a 10 hour drive from where I am in Indiana out to West Virginia to the Monongahela uh, National Forest, which is where we went. Um, So that's a long drive, right? Like that's almost from Indiana to Florida, which is about 14 hours. And, And when I take that drive, it sucks, right? Like, I, I'm not excited about that. I've got two kids in the back screaming. They don't understand why we have to be in the car so long. And you're literally going to a place to have fun. So the drive itself is not that enjoyable. Um, with overlanding, it's kind of the opposite of that, right? And if you are newer to overlanding or if you're a seasoned overlander and you've kind of read that s- sort of stock definition of what overlanding is, 
it is when the journey is more of the the purpose than the destination, right? Like that's more of the fun is the journey. It's more in the like taking the difficult trails, exploring, seeing different sites, things like that. It's not necessarily that you're trying to get to a place, although we often are. It's that whole trip that goes in between it that's fun. So again, the trip to and from, right? I actually think that this is a lot of fun, particularly if you're going with other people. It can be a little bit more boring if you're going solo, um, for 10 hours, you don't have anybody to talk to or anything like that. Um, but then you fill your time with, you know, maybe you you drop some pins along the way for like some cool scenic views that you can get or some places where you could stop and take pictures, things like that. Um, so there's definitely enjoying the sights, whether you're solo or in a group. You can definitely stop, you know, stretch your legs, get out, take pictures, videos, um, things like that, and check out the sights on your way. Um, so that's one thing. Another thing, you know, just like checking out, and I'm I won't say that I'm a foodie because I don't know a ton about food. Like I'm not like one of those people that like watches Food Network all the time and I'm like, oh, they use the paprika. Like I don't, I don't know that much about food, but I enjoy good food and I like trying new kinds of food everywhere that I go. So like if I'm on a trip, I'm going to do some pre-research to see like what are the big places that I should stop on my way to where I'm going. Um, because I don't want to just hit McDonald's, 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 Arby's, Wendy's. I don't, that's, I don't, it doesn't interest me, right? It's not good for you, for one thing. But two, it's just, I can get that at home. So if I just wanted to eat that, I'd just drive down the street and get some McDonald's. Um, so I try to hit cool places, like, try and put some video up of it here. But uh, Buddy and I went to the Trans-Wisconsin Adventure Trail like a year and a half or two ago. And on our way, we found this place called Bob's Bitchin' Barbecue. And we were like, yes, we have to stop there. We're just driving through this main street of this little town. We see Bob's Bitchin' Barbecue. Um, and we stopped and we went in and, and they had awesome barbecue. They had some awesome beers on draft. Um, you could fill a growler if you wanted to, I believe. It was a great place. It was a lot of fun. And it was just something that I'm, I'm probably never going to see again, right? And it's definitely not something that I can find here in Indiana. So, you know, definitely checking out unique restaurants and things like that, little diners and stuff like that. That is a, a cool benefit of taking a longer trip where you have to stop multiple times. Um, also, if you're like me and you like to record your trips, there's a lot of opportunity for shooting B-roll, for shooting dash cam footage, for, you know, stopping at those scenic overlooks and taking some video or some pictures of your vehicle or the, the scene itself, you know. Um, so there's a lot of, of video that can be taken, a lot of pictures that can be taken, a lot of memories that can be made and, and captured kind of by videoing or sh shooting pictures. Um, and then, you know, if you're not going solo, again, as I mentioned, just being able to chat with friends is a lot of fun. So typically when I go with friends, we carry GMRS radios, which have a pretty good range. And I mean, we're just shooting the shit the whole time, you know, like that's just, we're just giving each other a hard time or, Hey, did you see that truck? Hey, did you see that? Check that out. Hey, look at this, you know, overlanding rig ahead of us that we don't know. And we're waving at them. And, you know, it's a lot of fun to just kind of hang out, talk about what you're going to do that night. Talk about, you know, something that you just saw talking about the sites and things like that. So the trip can be a lot of fun, if not the biggest part of the fun of the whole thing. So definitely don't discount the, you know, the to and from driving. Don't just rush through it. Don't just stop at a McDonald's. Like enjoy yourself, take your time, see the sights, check out unique restaurants and, and have a good time on that trip. So part two, um, next I kind of want to talk about what do we do every day, right? So now we've driven to the place. So I've driven 10 hours. I'm in West Virginia and I was there for four days. Well, three days and four nights. So when you're there that long, again, a lot of people say, what the heck did you do that whole time, right? Like, would you just drive all day? And the answer is yes. Like, literally, we probably drove nine, 10 hours a day at least, every single day. 
Now, if you are a car person, if you are a, an off-roading person, if you are an overlander and you enjoy the challenge of a trail, that's what makes it so much fun. For me, I loved every minute of that because, you know, we had a really good group leader, Cody. Um, he had done some pre-research. He'd figured out some cool trails and some cool spots to stop. So we had like a really loose plan that we were following every day. And a lot of it was just kind of made up or we would, you know, connect up with some other roads and then find our way back to where we were going. Um, but just being able to check out those those sweet off-road trails and, and, you know, conquer some water crossings and you know, conquer some like down trees and some rocky parts that were sort of, you know, I was really questioning whether I could get up them or down them. Like that's what makes it really interesting and fun. So, you know, the off-roading is a big part of the daily driving that's fun. Um, recovering other vehicles. And I know that sounds crazy. Like most normal people, right, would be like, I don't ever want to go somewhere where I could get stuck or break something or, you know, have to get pulled out by a winch or a recovery strap. But I'm telling you, like, that's that's half the fun, right? When someone gets stuck, it's like a neat cerebral challenge to, like, figure out, okay, here's where they are. Here's where my rig is. Here's where their rig is. How can we safely, you know, extract them from this, you know, uh, obstacle that they're stuck in? And so, like, recovering other vehicles actually becomes, like, a big, like, challenge, like an adventure in itself. So same with, like, downed trees and things like that. So overcoming obstacles, whether it be rocks or whether it be a downed tree and you're using a chainsaw or an axe and you're cutting it up and you're using a winch to pull it out of the way or, you know, that sort of stuff. Like, that stuff is is a challenge in and of itself. And that, to me, that makes the day so much more fun than just dirt trails, right? Like if I just drove on gravel roads, it's fine. I'm not, you know, a lot of the driving, unfortunately, in a lot of the places I've been, it isn't very challenging. It's just kind of a lot of, you know, fire roads and things like that. But when you hit a patch, a trail that is actually like a challenging trail, man, the blood starts pumping and it just gets so much more fun. And you can get, again, if you video your your travels and things like that, and you want to try and take it back to show people like, look, this is why I like this stuff. There's a ton of opportunity there. Just take your time, set up your camera, set up a tripod, whatever, record your rig doing some cool stuff and then have a memory that you can keep forever. Um, so yeah, so that's another thing. And then again, similar to the trip out there, like again, you have radios, right? And you're chatting with these people and you're giving each other a hard time and you're joking about things and you know, you're daring each other to do stuff. Now you wanna be careful. You don't wanna bully anybody or anything like that and, and make them possibly damage their rig or, or get hurt. Um, but just like kind of giving each other a ribbing, you know, giving each other a hard time if, you know, somebody says, oh, I don't think I can make that. And you're like, yeah, you can. Let me come spot you and I'll help you, that kind of thing. So being able to chat back and forth um, makes it a lot of fun. Again, out in the wilderness, you're going to see, see some cool sights. Like you're going to see some cool waterfalls or like I said, some cool like rocky, you know, hills that you're going to have to climb and things like that. Um, so there's just some neat stuff that you may not see in everyday life that's going to kind of pull you out of your day-to-day -day grind and sort of relax you and reconnect you with nature. And that's awesome too. So that's kind of the daily driving piece of it. That kind of covers that. Um. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at ArmorAll.com. ArmorAll. Less work, more clean. Terms apply. So then the third part that I want to cover is everything else, right? So I know that's a broad thing. Um, 
But I don't think people think about how awesome just everything else is when you're camping. And now if you're not prepared, it can be terrible, right? Like if you're not prepared and you don't have the stuff you need to cook and you're literally eating like dog food, then that would suck, right? So you do have to be a little bit prepared. But to me, that's kind of part of the fun too, because that's part of that challenge and that being prepared that's sort of a mantra of overlanders, right? Is like, I feel like I have everything in my rig. Like I have jumper cables, I have spare parts, I have tools, I have cooking stuff, heating stuff, fan if it's hot, I've got lights, I've got, you know, galoshes, boots, if it's super muddy that I can throw on so I don't have to ruin the inside of my truck. Like being prepared is half the battle, right? And, and so I've said it before, but I almost feel like the planning up leading up to the trip is some of the most fun that I've ever had because like I'm sitting there and I'm like, okay, here are the things I'm likely to encounter on this trip. Here's how I'm going to overcome this obstacle if it comes up. Here's how I'm going to overcome that obstacle if it comes up. And I'm mentally preparing myself and I'm building this list and I'm getting excited about it because I'm like, man, I might get to use the chainsaw. I might get to, you know, throw it in for low. I might, you know, you're thinking through that trip and you're kind of pre-living it before you even go on the trip, which I think is a lot of fun. Um, But so when I'm talking about everything else, I'm talking about like hanging out at camp. So similar to chatting on the radio, but now you're all in person, right? Now you're not driving, so you can have a beer or two. You can kind of sit around the fire. You can talk about the cool stuff you did that day. You can talk about that big, epic water crossing that you did. You can talk about that mountain, mountainy hill that you climbed up and how such and such got stuck and how you had to recover them and how, you know, your truck made it, but his didn't. And you can kind of give each other a hard time. Um, And that's so much fun, right? Like that's one of the, I went to the UP of, or to the Manistee National Forest up in Michigan. I don't know that I would call that the UP, but Manistee up in Michigan, maybe two or three years ago. And there were like 30 rigs on this trip. Like it was a huge group. We split into two and and kind of brought the sizes down. Um, But that first night at camp, it was winter too. So it was really freezing cold. And so we had like a fire on ice. And everyone's standing around, and we'd been to a brewery before that, and I'm slightly embarrassed to say that I had a couple beers there, and then when I got back to camp, I was like, all right, now it's time to go. And so I don't remember that whole night super well, but I do remember that it was a heck of a lot of fun. I remember, you know, it was loud and raucous, and we were all just joking around and and talking about the next day to come, and and it was a lot of fun, and like, I'll never forget that, right? So that was super cool. Um... So as I mentioned, drinking beer is part of it. If you're a beer drinker, if you're, you know, if you're not, that's fine too. If you are, then that gives you something else to do. There's definitely that that can be done. Um, you know, telling jokes, being funny, again, laughing with your friends, that's a lot of fun. Um, when I go solo, it's a little different. Um, I will spend usually more time just kind of quiet in camp. And so what I'll do is I will be more focused on like, I'll read a book or I'll maybe if I have an internet connection, I'll watch a show or something on my phone or I'll take notes or write down things about the day. Or sometimes if I bring my computer and if it's a long enough trip, I may be pulling video off the cameras and the phone and everything and uploading them to the computer and kind of clearing space for the next day and kind of getting prepped. Um, obviously, you've got to set up all your stuff too, so that takes up a good amount of time. You've got to set up your tent, set up a cot if you've got it, set up your hammock and a tarp if that's what you do. Set up your rooftop tent if you're a rooftop tent camper. Um, you know, disconnect your trailer if you're going to be leaving it as like a base camp and coming back. So there's just, there's a ton of maintenance stuff that has to be done. You know, you've got to if you've, there's a bunch of people that I know that bring pets with them. You've got to feed the dogs. You've got to let them run around. You've got to let them go to the bathroom. You've got to take care of them. Um, so there's a lot of just like general maintenance stuff that comes with overlanding. Um, but I think that's a lot of fun, right? Like I've never really viewed it as, as like a bad thing or like, oh, I've got to go set up this stupid tent now. I'm like, all right, sweet. I'm in this beautiful location. 
for a day and then tomorrow we're gonna be somewhere else we get to check out some other cool stuff right so i personally think that's a, a benefit um you know cooking and eating so i mentioned it before i love food i mean as you can see i, I I'm, don't i don't shy away from it right i like food um so again like in the olden days i was just like very simple like let's bring a, an adult lunchable you know like one of those like tr food tray things or let's bring like some hot dogs or like just the most basic stuff that required no ingredients and you could just cook. But now as I've gotten older and I've gotten more experienced with overlanding, I'm like, man, I do want to scottle and I want to cook all this stuff. And I want, you know, I got the, the Yuko Ware uh, mess kit now so I can cook stuff and then I have a place to put it. And like, I'm, I'm, I'm actually building a process for how, how I can cook and eat better in the wilderness. And um, when I watch everybody cook, man, I'm like, dude, I am... I suck at this. I need to get better. Like, because it looks fun, right? And it's it gives you something to do and something to kind of get excited about and, and look forward to after a long day of driving. Um, so cooking and eating is definitely a thing. And then when we were on the West Virginia trip, the four, third day slash fourth night when we were there, we actually, we had been like dispersed camping every night the whole trip. But then when we got to that last day, we were like, you know what? We got a 10 and a half hour drive tomorrow. Let's go to a state park that has a shower. <laughs> And let's actually get cleaned up and like relax and just take it easy this last night and then we'll leave tomorrow and we'll go. Um, they had a big lake there and you could actually swim in it. And again, they had like showers and things like that. So it was actually a lot of fun. It was pretty warm because it was sort of summery then. Um, so everything, the water felt great um, and it was exciting. If we'd had a boat, we could have gone out on a boat. We did not because that'd be pretty tough to drag through some of the trails and water crossings we went through. Um, so yeah, so that's another cool thing too. Um, you know, there, there are other chores that you have to do around camp too. And one of the things that I love about dispersed camping is that you have the ability to actually like collect and process wood. Um, that's why I really don't like state parks because you have to bring it in or you have to buy it. And there's so many rules around it and you have to have it in a little fire ring. And there's just, it, there's so much regulation that it doesn't even feel like I'm camping. It feels like I'm like, you know, sitting in someone's backyard. But when you go disperse camping, you know, you get to kind of make your own decisions. You get to process that wood. You get to use your chainsaw. You get to, you know, sort of judge how much firewood do I have? How much will I need? You know, what am I going to need for the night? How long am I going to be here? That sort of stuff. So it's another sort of challenge aspect of it that I think makes it a little more fun and a little more interesting. It's also good for you too, right? It's exercise. You get to explore the area a little bit um, and it gives you something else to do. And, and then photography, of course, right? So when you're at camp and you're hanging out, Again, there's like people hanging out. You can take some fun videos of like you and your friends hanging out. You can take some pictures of everybody else's rigs. Um, so there's just a ton of stuff that you can do to keep yourself occupied. So again, to kind of wrap this all up, I that's to me, that's overlanding kind of in a nutshell, right? And I think every aspect of that from the trip to there and from the destination to the everyday sort of off-roading and driving to, you know, time around camp and talking on the radios with your buddies and even if you're by yourself, just having some quiet time alone to drink a beer or two and read a book or, you know, whatever you like to do. Smoke a cigar if you want to. Um, those are what make it so much fun, right? Like, that's what I want to do. I don't get to do that ever. I have to go to work every day. I have to sit at a computer every day. I have to worry and stress about things. It's just so nice to go out and be like, you know what? All I have to worry about tonight is do I have enough firewood and is the beer cold? Like, that's awesome. Um, so again, that's kind of my thoughts on, on what you can do when you're overlanding. As always though, I'd love to hear from you guys. I'd love to hear 
what do you guys do when you go overlanding? Do you do different stuff? Do you do some of the same stuff I do? What do you like? What do you dislike? What do you think's boring? What do you think's exciting? Um, so post up down in the comments below. Definitely let me know what you think. Um, I'd love for you guys to join the conversation. So if you made it all the way through this, thank you so much. Um, if you're new to the channel or if you're listening on the podcast, uh, my really big focus is the podcast and my YouTube channel. So if you don't already follow me on both, you know, definitely go check me out on the other channel. Um, and, uh, and yeah, I'd love to, you know, get to know you guys. I'd love to talk to you. I've had a few people already hit me up and, and I'm very happy to, you know, send you tips or advice or anything that I can think of. If you're looking to, you know, start videoing your record or recording your own stuff, I could save you a lot of heartache and time. Um, with that too, because I've been going at it for about six months now, and I mean, I'm light years ahead of where I was, and I'm still not even close to where I want to be, but I'm, I could save you guys months of time wasted using the wrong apps for your phone to record, you know, using the wrong equipment, things like that. Um, so definitely hit me up if you guys have any questions. Um, as always, kind of my mantra is get out there, live, learn, discover, um, go out there and explore, and uh, post up in the comments below and let me know what you guys think. So thanks again for listening, and uh, have a good week. Talk to you soon. Bye.